Hey there, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of My Bible Thoughts with Pastor Rich. Are you ready for a journey into the beautiful words of the scriptures? Well, let me start by asking you this. Have you ever felt like you're a mixture of contrasts, caught between darkness and loveliness? It's intriguing, isn't it? Let me share a tale that will open your hearts and minds to one message found in the Song of Solomon. Imagine a woman working endlessly in the vineyards, her skin bronzed by the unforgiving sun. She saw herself as black and beautiful, akin to the tents of Kadar, with her skin reflecting the color of a dark goat skin and camel hair. Yet within her, there was a trace of the exquisite, like the splendid curtains of Solomon in the temple. She felt unworthy, her self-esteem diminished by the demands placed upon her by others. The weight of caretaking for the vineyards left her own soul's garden neglected. Her heart yearned for her beloved, but she couldn't fathom why the king saw her as beautiful when she saw herself as a stark contrast of darkness and loveliness. Listen to the words of the Shulamite woman as she pours out her heart. She says, I am black and beautiful, you daughters of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon. Do not stare at me because I am dark, for the sun has tanned me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me caretaker of the vineyards, but I have not taken care of my own vineyard. Tell me, you whom my soul loves, where do you pasture for your flock? Where do you have it lie down at noon? For why should I be like one who veils herself beside the flocks of your companions? This scripture is found in Song of Solomon chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. Now, I want to take some time to explore the life of John Wesley. We come across a letter he wrote to his brother Charles. In this letter, he made astonishing admissions about himself expressing a total absence of love for God and a lack of saving faith. Here's John Wesley's letter. It says, In one of my last letters, I was saying that I do not feel the wrath of God abiding on me, nor can I believe it does. And yet, I do not love God. I never did. Therefore, I never believed in the Christian sense of the word. Therefore, I am only an honest heathen, and yet to be so employed of God and so hedged in that I can neither go forward nor backward. Surely there was never an instance before from the beginning of the world. If I ever had that faith, it would not be so strange. But I never had any other evidence of the internal or the invisible world that I have now, and that is none at all, unless such as faintly shines from the reason's glimmering ray." I have no direct witness. I do not say that I am a child of God, but of anything invisible or eternal. And yet I dare not preach otherwise than I do, either concerning faith or love or justification or perfection. And yet I find rather an increase than a decrease of zeal for the whole work of God in every part of it. I am born along, I know not how, that I can't stand still. I want all the world to come to what I do not know. Wesley's self-assessment and self-criticism may have led him into a dark period of doubt, 
but it's an essential to understand the context of his words. His focus seemed to be on his feelings and his inward emotions, which can often be deceitful and unreliable. Instead of looking to Christ alone, Wesley may have been relying too much on how he felt, leading to despair. As we consider Wesley's struggles, let's take a valuable lesson from this. Salvation is not based on our feelings or emotions, but on the unchanging truth found in God's word. It's easy to get caught up in doubt, but the object of our faith is not ourselves or our feelings or works. Instead, we are called to trust in Christ Jesus alone for our salvation. Wesley's conversion experience was genuine, and he experienced a transformative encounter with the living Christ. He testified to the assurance of salvation and the victory over sin that he found in Christ. However, like many believers, he faced trials and temptations and moments of doubt. It's always important to remember that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Personal faith rests not on feelings or tangible evidence, but on the unchanging truth of God's promises. Wesley found peace by trusting in Christ alone. We too can anchor our faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And even though Wesley may have experienced periods of doubt, God continued to use him mightily in spreading the gospel and bringing countless souls to Christ during the Great Awakening. And Wesley's passion for the gospel, despite his doubts, was a reflection of God's grace working through him. Just as God used Wesley's preaching to reach countless souls, God can work through you and me, despite our imperfections, to bring others to the saving knowledge of Christ. Now, my friends, as we explore the scripture and the life of Wesley, let's apply these lessons to our own lives. Here are four actionable steps for you. Number one, just like the Shulamite woman, we all have aspects of ourselves that seem contradictory. Embrace these differences and understand that they contribute to your unique beauty. Number two, cultivate a sense of self-compassion. Don't be too hard on yourself and recognize that grace is available to transform us. Forgive yourself for past mistakes and focus on growth. Number three, recognize God's abundant love for you. The king sees your beauty even if you struggle to see it yourself. Accept God's unconditional love and let it fill your heart. And finally, nurture your soul's garden. Prioritize self-care and spiritual growth. Take time to tend to your soul's garden and seek a deeper connection with God. Let's take time to pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you with hearts filled with gratitude for your love. Just as the Shulamite woman experienced your grace, we too seek your transforming power. Lord, help us to embrace our contrasts and see ourselves through your loving eyes. Nurture our souls and guide us in cultivating self-compassion. We thank you for your boundless love and mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today on My Bible Thoughts. I hope this episode has touched your heart and opened your eyes to the beauty found in the contrasts. Remember, you are loved and cherished and uniquely beautiful in the eyes of the King. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with others who need this message of grace and love. 
Until next time, my friends, take care and may God's blessings be with you always.